belly. First records. Good morning. Listen, I got a record from you people. Uh, uh, a sneeze put the music. Uh, something called Gazara Gazuts. Uh, how do you say it? Oh, sir, we don't say it. We play it. But I'll connect you with our vice president in charge of labels, Mr. Harbour Farber. Just a minute, sir. Hello? If it says Harbour Farber, it's Harbour Farber. Mr. Harbour Farber, uh, I'm a disc jockey. Sure. And I have a record. Your label. But I can't pronounce the name. <laughs> yeah. Einer den Rekorden gewatzt hagen mit der Drohne und verbügelten. Ist das ein gewatzt hagen, jawohl? Well, I guess so. Sure. Uh, would you repeat that title just once again? Sure. The musical maker written the Noten unternehmen haben kommen gewatzt hagen. Would you switch me back to the operator, please? Reiten. Habelfarbe over und outen. United Artists Records, good morning. Hey, hey, it's me again. Uh, I'm still here, miss. Uh, can you connect me with someone in A&R? Oh, certainly, sir. Our vice president in charge of A&R, Mr. Ibble Dibble, just loves to hear from the outside world. Would you hold on, sir? Ibble Dibble here with a landing pad, man. If you hovering nearby, set down easy. Is this the vice president in charge of A&R? Man, I am A&R. Only windows in my department, no doors. If you ain't flying, you ain't with us. I only want to get the official pronunciation of the word of the record, uh, uh, giz, uh, giz, uh, Keep uh, cool, Big Daddy. Man, you don't pronounce it. It's, it's like a way of life. Like, like, you know, man, gazats the hog a boopy doopy, Daddy. Mm, I think I got it. That's the hogging gooby dooty daddy. You're huh? coming on fine and clear, man. Now, 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 can you explain the title? What does it mean? Explain gazats the hogging boopy doopy. Man, like you can't explain. Man, it's like scotch and peanut butter. But hold, rest easy. I'll flip you to stern dash the Cavendish, our veep in charge of research and also the copyrights. What stern don't dig, man, it ain't buried. United Artists Records, good morning. Hello, blue eyes. Would you plug this cat into the sterno? <laughs> Just a minute. Hello, Stan Cavendish here. Research and copyrights, what's old? Hello. Call me, Rex. Uh, I finally mastered the pronunciation of Gestalkterhagen, and I'd like to know what the word means. Well, I say it's a name and a record. A record by any other name wouldn't rock as sweet. Hey, what? <laughs> well, what does the word mean, and where did it come from? Well, Amazing. Uh, what's that? What's that? It's my minor bird. Well trained, what? Not even on the payroll. Oh, yes. Now, we find out quite a bit about that name. You know, the pack leader of the first Israeli dog team was named Gazasta Hoogie. Hansel and Gretel's mother's maiden name was Gahatsta Bagaduga. And in Copenhagen, they have a streetcar named Gahatsta Hoogle. Well, I'm talking about your record. Why name it that? 
I'm very sorry, but I really don't know. After all, I'm only vice president around here. Then the man I want to speak to is the president of your company. Uh, will you connect me? Why, certainly. I'll switch you back to the operator. Hello, operator, operator. United Artists Records, good morning. I say, would you connect this chap with the president's office? The president's office? Oh, yes, sir. Would you hold on a minute, sir? This is the president's office. I want to speak to the president of Gazakta. No, no, I mean your company. May I tell him who's calling? A desk jockey. Oh, yes, sir. Hello? Is this the president? It certainly is the president. This is Max E. Gazastahagen. Now, what can I do for you? <sighs> Not a thing. Goodbye, Mr. Gazastahagen. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio today? Hello, are you there? Yes, yes, I'm there. Who are you? Please. No, explain. no, I'm not there. I'm here. Who are you? Please explain. Who are you? Who am I? Well, I, um, I haven't looked in the mirror lately. Let's see. Um, uh, let's see. It could be Tweety Bird, but no, it's someone else. Uh, it's yeah. DJ Ed Lasco. Oh, my God. Dead Ed, the Dead Ed. Oh, Rita. Welcome to the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show, Ed. Oh, it's so nice to be back. It's very exciting because today you've bought all 45s into the Nardwari Human Serviette Radio Show, including your top 10 acquisitions for the past year, 2006. That's right. The very cream of the cream. And we're going to do a countdown. Now, what is your specialty, Ed? What can people look forward to on this list? What is your specialty? This is, these are not your top 10 records of all time. These are your top 10 acquisitions from the past year 2006 yeah, correct yes well i used to do a show on citr and uh, of course I, I did one show or two or three or ten and under about a, a thousand and nine different names uh, scratchy records would be one of them but uh, yeah i used to do an oldie show for for on citr for for a long time and you also started thunderbird radio hell live yeah, thunderbird from radio thunderbird hell. radio hell which is still rocking. Now, to begin an Nerdwater Human Serviette Radio Show, what did we hear, Ed? What did we begin with? If you could describe this record, please. That's a, that's a uh, crazy rare promo and uh, for, for Gazadstahagen, which was an instrumental by the Wildcats, which actually did chart in uh, 1959. But the promo, there's two promos to, to that record, but only one of them... Contains this rare gazats the hoogie boogie doopy doopy bit. Now, who are the Wildcats? Well, they're an obscure uh, rock and roll band from from the fifties. And you got a hold of this promo recently? Uh, no, it took me five years to find a copy. I actually found a copy when I was junking, and uh, and it was a junky copy with uh, five or six skips in it, but it was enough to let me know uh, what was in the groove. And, of course, uh, on the, the label is, is very tantalizing because it's just filled with question marks. 
So uh, after that, like I said, it took him about five years to run it down. It's a 45 RPM, we should say. Oh, yes, we're playing 45s today, and some of these things never got beyond 45s. There'll be some of them that, uh, unless you got the original 45, you ain't got it. And we're hopefully also going to squeeze in a few cool hillbilly numbers and also a couple little female rockers that you really dig. Yes, we have a little bit of uh, A, B, C, D, and Z columns. This is CITR. FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show with Dead Ed, the Dead Head. Now, Ed, right off the bat, the Esquires, the first selection we have here. Yes, they're a Calgary band. Um, let's see. Now. Maybe you could talk a little bit about your top 10, No, Please, can you tell us about your top 10? Because you haven't always done this top 10 list, have you? Oh, yeah. Well, and, and in the first place, I actually, uh, I think I missed the, one of your previous questions. Uh, my, my specialty is uh, Canadian rockers, uh, CanCon, Canadian bands, Canadian content from 64 and earlier. And uh, this was this um, this Calgary band. That's about circa '62, I think. And um, they did uh, they did one as the Esquires, and then they had to change the name of the band because it was already an Esquires from Ottawa. So then they had to change the to the band. They, I think they they made it the S and then uh, apostrophe and then choirs out of that. There were there were a few Canadian bands that wanted to call themselves the Esquires. Only one band called themselves the Squires, though, and you have that forty-five. I have that forty-five. Yes, yes, that's that's the one of the um, uh, holy grails of Canadian. CanCon record collecting. Neil Young and the Squires. But this is not Neil Young and the Squires. This is the Esquires. And right after the Esquires, we're going to hear Big John Little and Andy Wilson. Could you please explain? Why are those in your top 10 for 2006? Top 10 acquisitions. And how hard did you fight to get a hold of those records? Well, um, I had to trade a guy uh, in Calgary to, to get a hold of the, the Big John Little record. Uh, it, it's very obscure, though. If one came up on eBay, it could easily go for, for uh, a nickel or a dime. Uh, I don't think too many people know it. Uh, he's a pretty obscure fellow. Um, he's probably best known for... Um, for for being uh, for singing a real nice rockabilly song on the flip side of a of a big hit record um, by the Hot Toddies. Um, oh, let's see now, what was the name of that record anyway? Oh, good God, Rockin' Crickets, yes, by the Hot Toddies. But the flip side is uh, is a rocker. Big John Little was um, uh, <coughs> a Canadian uh, fellow, probably from Toronto, who went down to the States and recorded with that band. Um, the one we're going to play for you was uh, probably recorded in Canada. And uh, look out for that one. And we're going to hear Andy Wilson as well in this set. Ten, nine, eight. Andy Wilson. Yeah, Andy Wilson is uh, Canada's answer to to Little Richard. Uh, I believe he was originally from from Montreal, and he he did a bunch of uh, records uh, in the late fifties. Uh, started with his own band, went down to Minnesota and recorded down there. This is his last record, I guess uh, you could say, his last kick at the can. It was recorded with. Uh, uh, Larry Lee's band, The Leisures, um, that was uh, uh, another Toronto rock and roll band. And this one was recorded in Ho Ohio. 
And here we have the Esquires, followed by Big John Little, followed by Andy Wilson. DJ Ed Lasco's top 10 acquisitions of 2006.
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarder Human Serviette Radio Show, and Ed Lasco, Gaston and Nardwarder Human Serviette Radio Show. What did we just hear, and what are we doing? We're doing CanCon here, rare Canadian rockers from 64 and earlier. Your favorite or your top 10 acquisitions from 2006. Well, actually, probably your favorite because they were your top 10. And they're all Canadian. That's something we wanted to clarify, right, Ed? Yes. All Canadian. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're all Canadian. Nothing cana- after 1964. Well, and nothing after 1964. That's right. We just heard Andy Wilson there. Andy Wilson, uh, I think, uh, like I said, mentioned originally from uh, Montreal. Canada's answer to Little Richard. And before that, Big John Little? Yeah, I wonder if he was from Port Arthur, Ontario, because all of a sudden that came to mind. But uh, anyway, somewhere, uh, Ontario for sure. Thunder Bay, Port Arthur, same place. Aha, that's right. And before that, the Esquires. Now, coming up, we're going to hear the Rockatones. Or is it the Rockatoons? I get confused. Is there a Rockatoons and is there a Rockatones? Both. And there's actually quite... Are they both Canadian? 
Um, well, there was a, a Canadian uh, Rockatones there. There was also an American bo- band called the Rockatones. Um, Rockatoons, uh, I don't think there was uh, anything else but a Canadian band from uh, from Edmonton, actually. I saw the Rockatoons live on October 6th in Edmonton, and they were fabulous. They put on just a terrific show. Uh, in 19, uh, oh, I guess about... Uh, Let's see what that would that would have been. I think about 1961 or 62, uh, the Fenderman, the famous Fenderman of Mule Skinner Blues, came through Edmonton, and the Rockatoons opened for them. And on their spot, they fired their band and hired the Rockatoons to be their backup band. And the Rockatoons became uh, the the backup band. They were touring all over the states. And when the, finally Phil hum- Humphreys packed it in. The, the last Fenderman, uh, their manager asked the band if they would like to become the the Fenderman, and they did. And so they carried on as the Fenderman for the next uh, two or three years. When I saw them in Edmonton, they had had one rehearsal, and let me tell you, they, they sounded like they'd never stopped playing. Was, uh, was Mule Skinner Blues a hit? Huge hit. Did they have any hits after that? Well, they only had a small one called, um, see, Heartbreaking Something or Other, I think. Um, but uh, Mule Skinner Blues was uh, the huge hit, which goes all the way back to the, the to the 20s or early 30s, because that's originally a Jimmy Rogers uh, song, uh, the Mississippi Blue Yodeler, the the uh, the man that is credited with starting country and western music uh, in 1928, along with the Carter family. And what particular Rockatones tune are we going to hear now? You know, uh, the, the Rockatones uh, did a bunch of uh, vocals, and uh, I haven't found one that I would uh, really consider top-notch, but they did some top-notch instrumentals, and this one's called Submerge from January 1964, and it is top-notch. And then after that, we're going to hear Mary Lee and then Richie Knight. And again, these records were pretty hard for you to acquire this past year. How hard were they? Well, when you're looking for for certain records for for 10 years, uh, I guess they get pretty hard to acquire. (laughs) Yes. Um, Sometimes the money is actually uh, secondary just to the fact that you can't find a copy for sale. Mary Lee. Mary Lee, uh, don't know anything about this band. Uh, they were on an obscure Toronto label rodeo, so we sort of think they're they're from uh, Toronto. They're a kid band, uh, very very crude, very crude. So anybody who likes uh, their music raw is going to perhaps like this one. Now, was Mary Lee the name of the song? I forget, or is that the name of the band? The band is the Nova Tones, and the tune is Mary Lee. That's what I thought, the Nova Tones. And then after that, we're going to hear Richie Knight with Homework. Oh, my God. Well, this this is also from 1964, from uh, I think probably the fall of 64, and it will demonstrate uh, very conclusively how the music changed in 64. Most people uh, associate that change with 65, uh, garage bands and that kind of a sound, but it was actually 64 when the, when the music changed. So here we go with the Rockatones. Mary Lee by the Nova Tones. It was a little bit No, of- that's the last one we're going to play, actually. No, we're, we're still going to play Submerge, whether you like it or not. Let's get submerged. Come on, submerge them. <laughs>
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show with DJ Ed Lasco and his top 10 acquisitions from 2006 of a Canadian variety. Ed, what did we just hear? Well, that was homework by uh, Richie Knight and the Midnights. Of course, the, the, the one that you hear on... Uh, on CI all, all the time would be their cover version of Charlene. Uh, I don't know where this song came from. I haven't had it very very long. Only uh, recently acquired it uh, last last uh, April, I guess. Let's see, January, February, March, March. I made a big trade with a fella in Calgary. Uh, same same fella that that the, the other record came from. And uh, I haven't. Uh, do you know anything about the song, John? Maybe you can tell me. Excuse me, uh, <clears throat> Nardware. Who's John? That must be me. That's my middle name. Did you know that? At number five. Richie Knight, and at number six we had the Novatones, and at number seven we had the Rockatones. These are numbered in order of how hard they were to find, right? No, Ed? Not, not really. No, they're they're a mixture of um, uh, of uh, rarity, value, and what they mean to me, and and what they mean to the collection. So, yeah, so when we get to those top two, the top two are so deathly rare that uh, they become major acquisitions. Where have you found most of your records in recent years? It's been the internet, hasn't it? Yeah, for the last two years it's been the internet. I do have a couple of uh, of, of people I trade with, and uh, I do have uh, the odd person that, uh, that I actually met through the internet, but does side deals, and every once in a while he calls me up and says, oh Ed, I've got a copy of that record that you just uh, missed winning. You're still into record stores, though, aren't you, Ed? Record store bags. You collect <laughs> record store bags. Well, can you tell me about a collection of record store bags, especially out of BC? Quite fascinating, isn't it? Well, they're 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 pretty weird. I've I've always been. Uh, Where were the record stores in BC? I've always been a pack rat. So every time I found uh, would be junking uh, back in the old days, and uh, I'd find a, a record bag. I'd like, oh look at that. That's pretty neat. Also, uh, so I'd always drag them home they would uh, and uh yeah i've got a whole bunch of i have a display actually in my on my uh entrance wall when you walk into my place of record store bags featuring record stores uh, most of which are long gone way way out of business uh some of them uh, might have been around for, for two seconds. What were some of the names? Like We had Woodward's Records. Yes, we had a Woodward's Record bag that actually was made by RCA Victor, and then, and then it says Woodward's in, in, in very small print in Vancouver and even smaller print. And had another uh, RCA Record bag that they made for, for uh, Hudson's Bay. And then uh, the original, some original Woodward's bags. We've got, uh, we've got a, a awards music bag. Uh, uh, bag on the wall that that uh, I don't know makes me wonder when Ward's music really started because boy that one and all by the way all these record bags were are seventy eight size so this, so that was the the mode of the day. Some from the island as well. Yes, we've got uh, Fletcher's, of course. It would be the only one I think that people would remember. It's the only one I remember. There's some pretty weird ones there. 
Number five, Richie Knight. Number six, we had the Nova Tones with Mary Lee and in the Rockatones on your list there, Ed. Now, coming up, we're going to be hearing four, three, and two. The Diamonds. Why the Diamonds? These guys get a bad rap, don't they? Well, they sure do. You know, actually, a lot of Americans like to sneer at them and say, well, they're just lousy Who were the Diamonds? cover band. They were originally four guys from, from Toronto, um, that that uh, that got together and uh, and actually they originally recorded for Coral Records. They they did a session for for Coral recording four songs and nothing happened with those. They sort of died and uh, and after that uh, they hooked up with uh, Mercury Records and for Mercury they were they were cutting a bunch of. Uh, um, cover records again, and uh, but then uh, the they started having some hits with Mer- Mercury, and of course uh, they did the they're uh, well known for doing the Stroll, the big dance hit, which uh, which was an original, and they they were although they're you know sometimes uh, sneered at and uh, thought of as a cover band, sometimes people call them a pop band, but they're actually extremely versatile. They not only did pop, they not only did uh, doo wop, they uh, um, they also did um, did some uh, some nice rockers, and even they did a couple rockabillies. And actually, we've got a rockabilly cover. It's not original, but it's uh, uh, song wise, but it is pre- a pretty strange record. Um, this one only came out. Uh, in uh, outside of North America, as far as I know, it was only released in England and Australia. After the Diamonds, we're going to hear Ray Ether. Ray Ether was uh, a lead guitar player for Ben Hewitt, um, uh, a, a kind of an obscure uh, rockabilly, uh, an American um, from uh, I think um, Minnesota. And uh, Ray Ray uh, is uh, just uh, one of a whole lot of really great Canadian uh, guitar players who are just simply underappreciated. And then Chad Allen at number two. Now you have to well, finish the background on this one. We, we should actually save that one and and uh, and end with our set with Ray Ethier and start over again with uh, Chad, and we'll t- we'll talk about that one then. How about we do that? Well, I think it'd be actually a bit easier to end with Chad and then intro number one, number one on well, your Well, I was just thinking we'd do that way because uh, the the Chad Allen's kind of a ballad, so kind of um, I never like to end a set with a with a ballad. Always beginning with a ballon. But we can do it any way you want because we're listening to the Nardwar Radio Show on CITR.
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and an Ardwater Human Survey Radio Show with DJ Ed Lasco and his top 10 Canadian acquisitions of 2006. And what did we just hear, Ed, coming in at number three and before that at number four? Well, I just want to point out that, that uh, probably for all of these records, um, that number three record uh, actually didn't cost me very much money. I paid a whole stomp and 17 bucks U.S. for it. Came to me from St. Joseph, Montana. I like to keep track of those things. Um, that just shows you how much other, I really love the record. The flip side's uh, almost as good that as the That was Ray Ethier. Ray Ethier, Ray Ethier. He probably doesn't care how you pronounce his name, just as long as the check is good. That was an instrumental. It certainly was. How many of these are instrumentals? You love the instrumentals, don't you, Ed? Um, it's been an instrumental year, I find. Uh, you know, it's just the way things went, but I, I really did come up with a lot of really good instrumentals uh, last year. And before that, the Diamonds. Yes, the Diamonds doing a cover on a rockabilly song, doing a Texas rockabilly style. Uh, Texas rockabilly style is sort of like Buddy Holly, except that Buddy Holly wasn't a good example, but just because he used a uh, chorus for for his his uh, backup singers, uh, true Texas rockabilly style. The guys in the band are the, the backup singers. Now, coming in at number two, Chad Allen. Ah, uh, now this one just, uh, you know, this one could have been number one because there were only 100 copies of this record pressed, and a lot of them didn't get out of the pressing plant because when they found out that it, that it had been an error, they uh, they melted them back down. So how many copies of this is actually uh, floating around in the in the world is uh, hard to tell. 
it was supposed to be tribute to Buddy Holly, but uh, they recorded three songs and there was a mix-up. And so this is the, the extremely rare um, um, Buddy Holly misprint. And uh, this is, I just didn't have the heart. Chad Allen and the Reflections, who became uh, uh, Chad Allen and, uh, what did they call themselves? The Expressions, and then they became... The Guess Who? I Guess Who. Speaking of early rock and roll and stuff in Vancouver, Ed, rock and roll was banned in Vancouver, causing some famous concerts to get moved to the suburbs, etc. Yeah. What can you tell me about Roy Orbison playing in Cloverdale or Gene Vincent in White Rock? Well, that, those, uh, those things actually happen, and it happened because uh, for a period of, I think, about two years, rock and roll was banned in Vancouver. You could not hold a rock and roll concert in Vancouver. Um, I'm not really not sure. Somebody sometimes uh, people attributed to the first rock and roll concert, which was Bill Haley in June 1956 in Caresdale Arena, a hockey rink, which uh, apparently there was a small riot outside. But uh, that's not what did it because I know that uh, Buddy Holly played the Pender Auditorium on a couple of occasions. So I think it was uh, probably in fi- about 58 or 59 that that. Uh, Something happened that uh, pissed off the city fathers, and they banned rock and roll. That horrible music. Jungle music! Jungle music! And, of course, Roy Orbison had to go to Cloverdale, and you have the poster for that gig. That's right. And, of course, Jerry Lee Lewis played out there. Where in Cloverdale did Roy Orbison play? Oh, that's a good question. We'll have to ask Les Vogt when we see him. And Gene Vincent made it to White Rock? Uh, I think that was called the Stardust Auditorium. No, I'm, I'm probably wrong. No, I couldn't have been. Uh, I think it was, some, it was something like that, though. And actually, there was a, a connection uh, with another one of Vancouver's uh, first rock and roll bands. That would be Jerry Feander and the Stripes. Uh, I think uh, the Stripes had a, a, a backup chorus, and uh, I think um, one of the fathers uh, of uh, one of the fellows uh, got involved with and. And uh, what was running a uh, um, a ballroom out there? Yeah, that's right. Gene Vincent played uh, White Rock. And at number two here on your favorites of 2006, your favorite acquisitions, Ed, we have incredibly rare Chet Ad- Allen and the Reflections from uh, late '62, late '61, or early '62, I should say. I must tell you 
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show with DJ Ed Lask. Who are you, Ed? Who are you exactly? I don't know. I'd rather be somebody else. I don't like to be Ed Lask on air. You're Kid Cordine live on the CITR Radio uh, Show. That's an act. Hello, Ed. What did we just hear there? Well, that was that incredibly rare uh, Chet Allen and the reflection, the, the misprint and as far as I know, that one hasn't been comped yet. I know that that, uh, that somebody's interested in uh, doing a, a comp on uh, uh, on the Canadian American label, but I don't know if that's out yet. So, as far as I know, to this date, uh, the only way you can hear it is uh, to be listening to the original 45, which you just did. On CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwater Human Support Radio Show. That was number two from 2006, one of your favorite acquisitions. Number two from 2006. Before that, we had number three, and before that, we had number four, and five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. We've been running down the list. Do you want to go over the list again? Number ten, the Esquires. Number nine, Big John Little. Number eight, Andy Wilson. Number seven, the Rocketones. Number six, the No Overtones. Number five, Richie Knight. Number four, The Diamonds. Number three, Ray Ethier. Number two, Chad Allen. And number one, coming up, Ed. Well, number one is just an... All Canadian, by the way. These are all Canadian. All Canadian, absolutely. Um, Well, this... this And all found on eBay. 
Well, this next one was another trade. Uh, I, I, I actually, a couple of those records, the Big John Little uh, came to me through a trade with a fellow in Calgary, and the same with Homework by, by Richie Knight, although that one has just been offered on eBay. Uh, I didn't follow it, though. Um, but this next one, this Diamonds record, is uh, just incredibly rare because... Uh, it's practically unknown to exist. Uh, it was, came to me by, via another trade, and uh, actually uh, another uh, CITR personality, Gary Olson, found this trolling on eBay. He found it in a, in a, in a stack of junk records and, and won the, the whole lot for about $22 or something, and then came over to my place and said, Ed, um, I, I brought a gun with me. It's called... Uh, uh, you shortchanged me, and you're not going to shortchange me, Ed. I'm going to take some of your best records home, or, or I'm not going to leave this one. And he took some of my best records. That was an eBay find. The diamonds, two diamonds in your top ten, Ed. The diamonds. When, when Gary, this could be driving some people crazy, right? Two diamonds in the top ten. Well, people are crazy, but you, you know, uh, when Gary won this record, he got three emails. Uh, to, uh, one guy said he'd been looking for a copy of this record for 25 years and never, never ever had a sniff. Uh, another guy uh, said, uh, "This is my address. Send it to me." That's what I call junior voodoo. And another guy said, "Geez, I didn't believe this record really existed. Could you please tape it for me?" But I do know it. It exists on a diamonds comp, so if anybody uh, wants to brag that they've got a copy, well, all you have to do is buy that CD and you got it. That's a great eBay find, Ed. How about for the old thrift store variety? Any favorite finds from the thrift store variety? Because you're not doing as much thrift storing because you've been doing the eBaying lately. What are some of your favorite thrift store finds from the past well, the first thing... 40 that, years. I, I guess, I, uh, I actually only 35, but, y you know, uh, I guess, you know, probably the first thing that comes to mind is I, I do believe uh, I have Anne Murray's very first recordings. Uh, I found a, a, a super rare uh, LP on the University of uh, New Brunswick label, I believe it is, and it has uh, two Anne Murray cuts on it. That would be from uh, or late 64 or early 65. And for the most part, uh, I think that that record is, is entirely unknown. It's, uh, and Where did that show up? Did that show up in Maple I Ridge? I found that in the Maple Ridge Sally Ann. Ann Murray. Ann Murray, 50 cents. Now, coming up, the Diamonds at number one. Ed yeah. Lasko's favorite acquisitions of 2006. Anybody that wants to diss the Diamonds, this is my answer. Let's play it for them. And after the Diamonds, we're going to kick into some girl rock and rollers. Yeah, some we're killer gonna, female rockers we're, for you. We're going to play some radioactive mamas. On CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, and Ed Lasko's favorite 10 acquisitions, all Canadian, from 2006. At number 10, we had the Esquires. At number 9, Big John Little. At number 8, Andy Wilson. At number 7, the Rockatones. At number 6, the Novatones. At number 5, Richie Knight. At number 4, the Diamonds. At number 3, Ray Ethier. At number 2, Chad Allen. And number one, it's that Diamonds! Again.
Except a mushroom shaped cloud, a radioactive mama. Did me right. Radioactive mama, we'll reach critical mass tonight. Well, your kisses do things to me in all so many ways. I feel them going through me, all those gamma gamma rays. Radioactive mama, did me right. Critical mass tonight. Well, since I kissed you, baby, that evening in the park, I lost my hair and eyebrows, and my teeth shine in the dark. Radioactive mama, treat me right. Radioactive mama, we'll reach critical mass
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show with DJ Ed Lasco, Kid Cordine. Ed, what did we just hear? Actually, that was a rockin' lady from uh, by Penny Penny Candy. Somebody call herself Penny Candy, the rockin' lady from September 1959, and that one at least got played in Vancouver, BC, Canada, so that uh, you might be able to, to pop in a Neptune and find a copy there. Before that, Joanne Campbell. Joanne Campbell with a nice, real nice rocker. You're driving me mad. And uh, Joanne had a couple uh, minor hits in the early 60s uh, when, when she switched to uh, sort of a, a, a pop uh, rock and roll style. But uh, that, that shows uh, that uh, she was into the real thing. That was uh, from March 1958. And before that, Jackie D on the Gone record label as well. Both oh, of those were on the Gone record label. Man, those records are gone, Daddy. They're gone. Now, was Jackie D rockabilly? You were saying... If there is saxophone... It's not rockabilly. If there's a smooth chorus in it, it's not rockabilly. So neither of those records are rockabilly. So those are rock and roll. Um, I'll Be True is uh, is uh, kind of a, an, an interesting uh, uh, record because it harkens back. Uh, the, the original uh, version is by Bill Haley and uh, Haley's Comets, uh, as they were known prior to being known as just the Comets. Of course, they originally started off as Bill Haley and the Saddleman, but I'll Be True is, is out of the Bill Haley songbook. And that shows that Jackie DeShannon, because that's who Jackie D really is, that shows that Jackie was uh, er, um, aware of rock and roll's very beginnings. Before that, Steve Allman from the... Almond Brothers, yeah. Um, no, I guess not. Uh, we don't. We don't know if there's any uh, connection there. But uh, yeah, Steve Almond did uh, Radioactive Mama from from an LP called Folk Songs for the 21st Century. And he divided up the top ten list with some extra bonus tracks that we're playing here today in an Artwork Human Service Radio Show. Because right before Steve Almond was number one, your number one acquisition of. Just incredibly rare, uh, Diamond's record, and uh, one that one that uh, puts all the critics to shame. Uh, uh, you shortchanged me by the Diamonds from about 1962, and of course that's an original record. That's uh, if you wanted a copy, God, uh, I, I think you have to forget the it. The band because, doesn't even know that exists. Well, actually, you know, I, I talked to David Somerville, the lead singer of the Diamonds, on the uh, on uh, CITR. On uh, you're on air with greased hair or something like that, isn't that how that went? Uh, Gary Olson. Gary Olson. Yes, we we inter- interviewed him, and uh, David actually kind of made out that that record didn't exist. Which you love confronting people with stuff like that because you're able to throw it right at them. Actually, you didn't have it at that time. No, I did didn't. You? I didn't own it. No. But now you can throw it at them, just like you can throw the Susie family and the Rhythm Pals here at people. What's coming up now? Now. 
Penny Candy, Joanne Campbell, Jackie D, and Steve Allman were not Canadian. They were not Canadian. No, no, those, those are those, those are a little American. diversion. But now we're going to kick back into some Canadian. Uh... We're, we're going to play something uh, kind of strange for for you. If anybody's uh, uh, a misplaced uh, Quebecois, this is for you. Let's play it. And after that, the Rhythm Pals from yes, 1949. A record that that uh, that is only available on the original 45 and very very tough to come by. A thing called Powder Girl with nothing to do with drugs, folks. Here we have the Susie family from what year? Oh, boy, this one is uh, really very pretty early. This would be uh, a wild guess. I would put it at about 53. Let's play it, not talk about it. Do but 
promise now I'm the lonely one. You're not so smart, my lady. Your turn is sure to come. You'll sit and cry and realize it's true. Lipstick rouge and powder made a fool of you.
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, an Ardwater Human Survey Radio Show with DJ Ed Lasko, Kid Cordine in the house. Ed, a UBC connection to the song we just heard. The best concert I ever saw in my life was in, uh, uh, I guess that was late, uh, it was either December 64 or January 65. It was uh, Sanitary and Brian and McGee in Brock Hall, uh, a venue that uh, held about... Uh, 800 people, and there were a 1,000 people in there. By the time I got to the balcony, it was about four people uh, uh, deep, and uh, they, were, they were raising the roof. Uh, the whole thing was just so energized that um, the old man, Sonny Terry there, he didn't want to stop playing. He, was, he just wanted to keep playing. Brownie McGee, who was the, the mouthpiece, for, uh, he couldn't do his complete intros because the old man, just uh, he was just stomping. He just didn't want to stop. Uh, Sonny Terry started recording with Blind Boy Fuller in about 1927 or 28. Uh, actually, uh, when uh, Brownie McGee started recording, he was first known as Blind Boy Fuller Number 2. But right now, we're going to play some... And we just heard some Sonny Terry, and before that, we heard some rhythm No, pals. we don't give a shit about that. We give a shit about Dorothy Donegan, because we saw I saw Dorothy Donegan in the Casbah in 1986, and uh, and a guy named uh, Oscar Peterson says that Dorothy Donegan was his only competition. You know, it's funny, but you know, after I saw that program, you know, I remembered her for doing her great blues songs, and I'd forgotten just what a fabulous, fabulous piano player she is. It's hard to believe that that uh, these licks come from a lady, but let's play them and show them right now. This is how high the moon. Hey, Roy Forbes, we're thinking of you. Play it. Well, actually, I, I don't think it's that surprising that it comes from a lady. Many ladies are great players. Yes, many are great players, but this is beyond great.
you're still listening to CITR Radio. Dorothy Donegan live. Hey, Gordy Walkinshaw, we're thinking of you. These records come to me from all over the world, but that one came to me from Gordy Walkinshaw, the professor himself from Vancouver, B.C., Canada. Ed, thank you for coming to the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio so Show So nice here to be today. here. Thank you very much for inviting me. And a caller just was saying they saw Bill Haley at Oil Can Harry's back in the day. Bill Haley in the Comets. Uh, Bill Haley in the Comets used to play uh, Vancouver, B.C. every year for decades on in at the car show. And a caller also phoned in, Hans Klaus, and he was asking about who we just heard. And again, who did we just hear playing the piano? Dorothy Donegan. According to Oscar Peterson, his only competition, male or female, his only competition, period. And, and we're going to end right now the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show with two records. All right, let's play, let's play a very cool tale of love. This is a, Jer- uh, a beatnik. This is a beatnik from 1955 with a cool tale of love. Babs Gonzalez. And then right after that, we're going to follow it up with the Northwest Company. Yeah, I, I, cut, I forgot the comp. Uh, the flip side of Hard to Cry. A legendary Northwest group based out of... Vancouver, B.C., Canada. And called the Northwest Company. And one of the rarest records that people are really looking for these days. Right, Ed? They certainly are. Really shooting high on the price scale. Over $600 for this one on the B-side. We're going to be hearing the Northwest Company. Well, thanks for coming out to the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show here today, Ed. Oh, thank you, thank you. Anything else you want to say to the people out there at all? Well, um, no. Well, thanks much, Ed. And do-do-do-do-do. Do-do. Why do you gas me? You gas me, not only for what you are, but for what I am. Whenever we are making the scenes together, dig. Baby, you kill me, not only for the crazy happenings you putting down, but for changing me from my old square groove. I dig you for ignoring the simple boobness in me and for being real cool to the downness in me. me for always closing your peepers whenever I'm a drag and you add to the music in my soul by always keeping that long green on the natural scene you're insane because you turn me on each and every bright not in a jive pad but a boss crib and all the other jive of my daily dues Not a drag, but always wailing. And baby, my eyes are big for you because you've done more than any boss lady to keep me cool without goofing and without all that off-the-wall talk and without a whole lot of phonyism. In fact, baby, you've gassed me by just being all the way down 
And you know what, Mommy? Perhaps after all, that's what the Vance really might be. <laughs> <laughs> 